Good morning. Nice of you guys to drop by. Hello there, and welcome to the Spectres Podcast. My name is Captain George, and I'm joined by Clone543. Still here. Yeah, you're still here. And the Star Wars Imperial Historian. Hello, everybody. Good to see you there. Really? We can't see that to begin with. This is a podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, we yeah, got yeah, like... yeah, yeah. <laughs> You crept it's, up It's all on about us. the years. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we got like three topics, and I'm sorry for the middle topic. I really, truly am. It's answering I, advi- your- hmm? I advise strongly for it not to be in. Uh, <laughs> it's two yes. minutes. Yes, he did. See, I'll get carried Go away, on. though, so that's your problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the topics are Q&A, which is what you guys provide to us on the Discord, which I will uh, read out every question. Then we have the Star Wars theory drama. Basically, Star Wars theory versus Pablo Hidalgo, in a way. Civil War. Uh, yeah, Civil War, I guess. Yeah, that works too. And Star Wars in uh, 2020. How? What was it like? And a brief summary clone. We'll see what happens. You never know. Alright, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we we're gonna start with... Let's go to the Q&A channel. Rubik's has two questions for us. What was your introduction to Star Wars? Oh, Who would like to go first? Yeah, you wanna go first, Historian? Okay. Well, I think... Well, for me, I remember um, probably for for a lot of people who weren't introduced by it by the prequels. I was introduced to it by uh, the original saga um, when they released on VHS. Um, I had the well, my family had the version what released in nineteen ninety five, um, um, which were the ones before the nineteen ninety six special editions. Well, well, before the DVD editions. And before the video special editions, when they were changed a little bit here and there, this is the one where the audio quality is improved here and there, and some of the visuals are fixed, like just like basic like ghostings fixed. Um, but um, I remember on this re- one of my earliest memories of Star Wars is watching A New Hope on repeat on this tiny, maybe this tiny, tiny TV has like the video thing underneath it like it's like a whole all-in-one kind of thing and um yeah that was just probably a lot of people well that was their first introduction to star wars was <laughs> star wars the first movie <laughs> on a vhs on crappy quality and it was i don't remember if it was it must have been in the proper ratio but um so long ago i still own those videos somewhere um safe them. I don't know if they work. I'm afraid to plug them in and find out, but they're there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can imagine with you two being a little bit younger, that your introductions are a little bit different. Yeah, not that young, but he went for it. <laughs> <laughs> what was your first introduction, clone? Well, for all those lovely audio listeners, my first introduction is not as exciting as people may think. Um, it, it happened more recently than anyone would led to believe. Yes, I'd seen Star Wars, I'd seen the original trilogy, I'd seen the prequel trilogy, and I watched the Clone Wars movie when it came out in theaters in 2008. But I didn't care for any of it. It was like, it's Star Wars, it's cool. What happened was, I saw Force Awakens 2015, Christmas, and at that point, still, no, nothing. And then I had one friend whose whose name was Callum, and I met him playing Battlefront 2015. And if anyone ever wants to blame me for my love for Star Wars and everything in Star Wars, blame him. Because he single-handedly brought me back into that fandom and that zone. And because of him, I went back and rewatched Clone Wars again, Rebels, went back and watched all the films again, got really in love with the sequel trilogy and the books. And so it was it was quite short in terms of the tick over time, five, four years ago now. Not as long as people would be led to believe. It hasn't been like, oh yeah, I saw my first Star Wars movie when I was a kid, no. I was teenage years. And I just, yeah, because of him, his passion for it gave me passion for it. So not a long story, but it's a decent I like one, that. I feel. I like that. I, I do I do love... Um, I can't find the right words to say, but 
like 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 a, like bringing new people into the fandom. We not just for the Star Wars fandom, but with a lot of fandoms, there seems to be this red uh, um this like kind of like gatekeeper kind of aspect to it. But I do love it when you hear stories, which actually happens quite a lot. It's just not talked about as much or as clickbaity as much as this talk about stories where people bring people into the fandom and let them grow into the fandom in whatever direction they want to because they have this vast library of Star Wars. And even though you had seen the prequels and the originals and what that before 2015, to have that introduction and just have so much, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's all his fault, to be fair. And he now hates me for it because (laughs) I annoy him. Because I think I've turned out to be a bigger fan of Star Wars than he is now. I took it a little more seriously. And like you're the Star Wars friend in their group now. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's safe to say. <laughs> oh, that's, it, it's, it's not the best thing, but, you know, let you be, be yourself. Be yourself. And so for all the listeners, if everyone ever says, oh, you don't fit in here because you're a Star Wars fan, just, no, there, there shouldn't be a reason at all. If you love Star Wars, you love Star Wars. Who's going to stop you from doing that? And if you are happen to be the most in your group that loves Star Wars the most, or if someone's a Star Trek fan, then, oh, well, they do them, you do you. But anyway, George, what was mm-hmm. your introduction to Star Wars? And if it was James Arnold Taylor, I won't be surprised. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> if it wasn't James Earl Taylor, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't that. So uh, when I was, I, I, for what I, I want to say, I love your story. It's like for us, we were like love at first sight of Star Wars, right? For me and historian, right? It was just love at first sight. Yours is like, oh, this is the thing. Okay. But someone had to show you why it is such a good thing, and you understood it, and you grew to love it. So that's why I, I like your story as well. So I mean, like, that's, that's just as valid as any reason for loving Star Wars. But mine is, uh, I was like four years old, and I watched it at my aunt's house, The Phantom Menace. I still have that image in my head of, like, the throne room, like, the Theed throne room Queen Amidala's looking out the window as the Trade Federation moves in. Just that little bit there. That's mm-hmm. that's the one image that sticks to my head when it comes to that film. But I I guess like I I always loved it then, right? And then like I always played like the video games, so like Battlefront 2, the original one. But we have James Arnold Taylor. We have uh episode three of the video game with also James Arnold Taylor. And then we really had the Clone Wars when I was little. With James Arnold Taylor. <laughs> I'm, noticing a, I'm noticing a common theme here that might be just a little bit of repetition. I might, can't quite put my finger on what it is, but... Yeah, uh, yeah, small yeah. Hunch, I can't put my finger hunch. on it either, but uh, uh, I don't know why. Uh, Obi-Wan's just always been my favorite. Oh, wait, I, they, wait I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna... That's the last question. I'm just, I'm just gonna move on to the next one. Favorite lightsaber hilt? <laughs> Historian. Yes, quickly. Uh, I didn't actually know this was a question. I've read something, but I must have skipped that one. Um, well, I can tell you which one I like the least. If <laughs> <laughs> That'll do. That'll yeah. do, Donkey. All right, because they're all do. great. Because they're all great. But the one I like the least is just because of functionality-wise, and I used to have the, the toy one for whatever reason. Oh, you're was, one of them. Um, some of Vader's or Anakin's. I think it's, I think it's Vader's, actually. One where the mechanic where they uh, uh, practically wise I, f- I feel like it was a bit clunky like you know the black bits the black stripes the t near the, the handle the t grip mm-hmm. yeah t rails yeah I, I always found them when i when i was playing with it or whatever or just messing around with one of them lightsabers donkey years ago that they donkey. just cumbersome Donkey! <laughs> this oh, is I'm a Star Wars podcast. We can go and do a Shrek podcast if you really want, but not. Let's today. do Shrek. I fancy doing Shrek. No, no, <laughs> that's no. for April. April Fools. April Fools. Um, no, April Fools will do a Star Trek one. I'd love that. I'd actually be down for that. I would too. Is but, the funniest thing. You can't do it now though, because I've just spoiled it. If it does happen, then everyone would get the joke there. Nah, mm. this is like long term listeners. This is still twenty twenty. So who knows if any- they'll remember? Mm-hmm. But anyway, that lightsaber, it's, I, I just found it was the least interesting out of all the rest. 
but still not awful, just meh. Yeah. It's just meh. All right, Kwon, <laughs> what's your favorite lightsaber? I'll do both. I'll do least favorite and favorite. So my least favorite, and George, you will hate me for this. My least favorite is Obi-Wan's episode three one. And the reason Wait, I why? I'll get to Controversial. It. The reason I don't like the Rede- I mean, I do like the Redeemer, but it's my least favorite because I think it's so basic. It's so symmetrical and like perfectly rounded on all sides. There's no difference. There's no cool little parts that stick out or anything like that. It's so the same to me. I'm just like, it's not unique. It's like, here's a quarter of it and it's, that's just pasted four times. And apart from the, the uh, switch section, which has the switch on it, it's the same hill all the way around it. However, that being said, my favourite lightsaber and what I regard as the perfect lightsaber hill is Obi-Wan's hill in The Phantom Menace. What the f- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the, episode, the episode one Obi-Wan is my favourite, the episode three Obi-Wan is my least favourite. The episode one that, that one I love, because I just feel that that is perfect. It's not all got the silly looks like- parts to me, that all the T-grips that like get in your way, and it hasn't got the, the block sticky out bit for the switch section like Anakin's Graflex has. Or Luke's or Vader's. So it's like the perfect cylindrical hilt, but it's still got style. And for that reason, I've, it's my favourite. And I do own it. It's on its way to me, and it will be nailed to my wall. Or glued. Depends which way I can get my hands on first. I, I, I'm thing. sorry. I'm, my mind's blown. How can you like episode one hilt over episode three? And how do you feel about Luke's hilt? I'm okay with Luke's hilt. It's nice. It's better because it's green. Luke, Luke's Luke's hill <laughs> is like less than Obi Wan's because I feel like Luke's doesn't it's feel overly the same. But it's not overly it complicated the... to me. Obi Wan's Redeemer hill has a lot of little indents and inscribings and like the dashings it's down the side of the black. The same hill, the emi- yeah, but like the emitter <laughs> extension section is just unnecessary on Obi Wan's, and on Luke's it's just basic rings and. Obi Wan's just feels overcomplicated. It's literally so free. Oh, Luke's it hilt cool. was Obi Wan's hilt. It was just recolored and stuff with different parts know, here and there. Luke's because Obi Wan's <laughs> episode three. <laughs> Obi Wan's episode three has more detail. And I think it's just too complex for me to enjoy it. I think a lightsaber hilt shouldn't be something that's flashy and like it's what Mace Windu that's does by putting electrum all over it. And it's like, oh look at me, I'm rich. It's like you're holding it anyway. Who's gonna see? It just. Uh, it's a bit of the functionality that comes into it. Functionality-wise, Obi-Wan's Episode 3 Hill is not the best because of the long neck area. You can't really spin it, or it doesn't have a good grip because of that area. Meanwhile, ones like the Phantom Menace or even the Graflex Hill do. Invaders has more than that. It's the ones like Luke's Episode 6 and Obi-Wan's Episode 3 that's just... I love them to bits, and they're both still cool. But they are down at the bottom of my list in terms of what I would rather have. They're more just iconic lightsabers. And they are that's in- good lightsabers. It's interesting because I- I- I'm not going to say one way or the other, but I-, I feel like the Phantom, a lot of the Phantom Menace lightsabers look very toy like. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I just have that association because I used to see them plastered all over like Toys R Us or like just shops like that. Maybe that's that connotation there. But it- 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 to me, the lightsabers in Phantom Menace always looked too futuristic if you catch my drift yeah. catch my meaning there but i can understand why you like it though it is a nice not simple is not the right word but it's um Bland. it feels practical all right then george what's your favorite lightsaber and worst one well uh... and is obi-wan's character development joking joking i'm joking george <laughs> I'm pushing all the right buttons. There's going to be different types of drama to talk all about. Alright. <laughs> okay. My favorite hilt, because I'm a man of culture, is Obi-Wan's episode 3 hilt. Oh, we're I just love the thin neck hilts. I really, truly do. I love the thin neck hilts. Like, Luke's is a good one. Obi-Wan's episode 3 is a good one. Episode 4 is basically the same hilt, just with minor changes. Uh, but... The, my least favorite hilt is the Inquisitor hilt. No, it's the Inquisitor <laughs> hilt. The thing spins. I don't like the idea of the fact that it could be spun and used as a helicopter blade. I don't like the helicopter aspect. I really aspect don't. Aspect of it. 
but it has grown on me, especially when you see it in um when Maul has it or when um you see the see it in use in a. Uh, I mean, like, isn't Maul's like slightly different than the others Inquisitor blades? A little bit. But I also like it in um what's that game called? Uh, Fallen Order. Yeah. Just the practicality, even though it does spin. I always like the idea because they're not as good at good the force. They have to use more me- more mechanical aspects in order to. Yeah, but these uh, were former Jedi. They still know how to lightsaber duel. Yeah, yeah. I thought the helicopter just... blades were kind of funky. <laughs> <laughs> Would you not like to fly in the air, George? No, I don't. Especially when I saw that like meme of like like a VR game to where someone took the Inquisitor blade and a gun on the other hand spun around with it, shooting people above. (laughs) I I saw that. I'm like, okay, that cemented how much I hate this helicopter blade. If if a helicopter blade is ever invented, I'm gonna fly over to your house with it and just land on your roof. You wouldn't be able to. Okay, I'm gonna move on. We got asked by janitor. What are our thoughts on the Family Guy Star Wars? I'm going to start off first saying I've not seen it. I've only seen very little of it. Excluded from this question. You're a letdown to society. So now historian. I was being at, well, I I remember watching this on, do you remember what they're called, the PSP? What they're called, UMDs? Some some random misjumble of letters will go with that and apologize later. Universal and I got it correct. I'm glad I didn't like we're, say we're sorry in advance. Sort of disease or something. No, Universal Media Disc. It's like a little, they're like tiny discs which used to go on the PSP. And I, I used to have the first um, Family Guy Styles on that. And uh, I used to think Family, I mean, I mean, we can all, I think a lot of people can agree the first handful of seasons. Uh, at, of um, Family Guy were pretty, pretty decent, you know, like Simpsons and whatnot, and everything else, which just outgrows its welcome eventually. But I remember the first Star Wars being pretty funny. Uh, I would reckon if I watch it now, probably not as much. <laughs> but um, uh, I've not thought about them parodies in a very long time. They're very robot chicken esque. Um, I remember them being fun. I've not got much to say in that apart from everything I just said. Clone? Family Guy Star Wars is better than the original Star Wars. I need to say more. It's top-notch story writing, character development, quality content, and the humor is amazing. No, but it's Family Guy Star Wars. Yeah, it's just a funny break. So some of the stuff in there is good. Of course, Family Guy is very adult themed, and there is some dark, dark humor in there. But stuff like Stewie as Darth Vader never gets old. Herbert the Pervert is Ben Kenobi. Yeah, <laughs> it's they're, they're, Family Guy Stars has some good jokes in that, and I think it's a good adaptation of what Stars is and just takes it in a comedic route that just works. They just wrote it and it works. Alright, I'm going to move on to the next question. What do you think about the fact that there's no no Star Wars celebration this, like, that didn't happen this this year? May I I stop? Yeah, sure, you can start. I'm a bit disappointed. The fact we got... I mean, we did have the Investors Day where they announced a lot of shows, but at the same time, there wasn't that same oomph behind it that any form of celebration would have had, whether it had been an online virtual event or the actual event. We didn't get to see any panels. We didn't get many trailers apart from two or three. Didn't get any photos of behind the scenes. And it just would have been nice, you know, to have some sort of virtual event online that just would have tidied us over, even if they did have to delay it until November or December time again. Just something there that's like, here you go, here's your event. You know, there'll be live Q&As with certain actors on the live stream or something or other. That that just would have been nice to see. It just would have been inclusive to the community around Star Wars and the fandom that's built around being able to interact with people from Lucasfilm and getting people on there that maybe have stories to tell, which Lucasfilm do do on their Instagram accounts. They put out, here's my Star Wars story. And getting to repeat that for a larger audience that will be interested just would have been a bit better, in my opinion, rather than nothing. That's to say, I think they might do it in 2021, because Star Wars Celebration isn't coming back until 2022, I believe. And so something may and may and hopefully happen in 2021, which would be nice. Especially since they now have time to plan it. 
But yeah, it's a disappointment. They miss everything in 2020 because of, uh, it's unavoidable. Because of COVID. All right. And sorry, what are your opinions? Well, it's pretty much what Clank just said right there. I mean, this not be around the bush. The biggest reason because it's not happened is because of COVID. And you can probably make a, an assumption that by the time they were probably like, oh, let's see how this COVID thing's not going to last. Oh, oh, well, oh. <laughs> you know, they probably had all the hopes on that. It's going to happen. We're going to have the conventional. It's going to be fine. There's no need to plan for the alternative. Like of a lot of um, productions and a lot of events this year have all been like waiting until the very last day and then gone, ah, nah. <laughs> um, so with Star Celebrations, um, I, me personally, I haven't missed it personally just because I've never I've 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 enjoyed seeing the aftermath of like seeing the stuff surrounding it. I've never had the opportunity to ever go to one. I'd love to, but um, um, but also I do like the idea the whole the whole weekend surrounding it. It's just a very nice uh, social event, even on the internet, on Twitter, on Instagram, Facebook, or even YouTube. It's when the fandom all comes together and whatnot. We've not really had that this year, apart from when Clone Wars and Mandalorian's been out. Um, has have has really had those like community moments banding together. Uh, yeah, and I feel like even though I, I've just said all that about me personally, not really missed it, but I know as a community together, it's been like it's it's missed something there. But as Clone said, it'll be here next year, most hopefully. <laughs> But, uh, yes. Yeah. There's uh, been other stuff this year which have been conventions online, wasn't DC, there? A, um... DC got given the mother load of online conventions. The DC fandom, fandom, yeah. That was an amazing event. I, I really love hoping, that event so Really much. hoping that was what I wanted from Star Wars, Lucasfilm to do, and they didn't do anything. I was a bit like, oh. okay, maybe next year. Probably, yeah. You know what, it's probably done them a favour having this break because there's probably not a lot they could have announced this year anyway. Because, what? yeah, they could have announced the whole, that, that, that thing they, we had a couple of weeks ago. But I mean, like, comic book-wise and... and uh, yeah, uh, well, I think that English. also comes behind the delay of stuff. I mean, if stuff had yeah. delayed, I'm gonna I'm going to pull this back on track real quick. I'm just going to pull it back Go on ahead. track. We're, oh. we're here to answer questions. Not you know, not fall into the abyss of off-statements. Okay. We've got plenty of time. No, we're not. No. Okay. Please. So like I was saying, uh, this is what I feel about Star Wars Celebration. I'm disappointed because sometimes they have allowed Jet to run panels. And it's always been fun hearing him ask questions to, like, Mark Hamill or Carrie Fisher. Rest in peace, Carrie Fisher. Uh, yes, all so, your remembrance. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm disappointed because that, that possibility just went right out the window. And not at all biased towards that one. But, I mean, like, they should have done something online that would have been more interesting. The Disney Investor Day, though, was perfectly fine with me. Like, I, that's solid in my book for that. I just wish we could hear more from like video games because we heard nothing. January. Lucasfilm yeah. are doing presentations for video games in January. Well, they I say video, but that could day. be anything from mobile to anything. Not maybe nothing will show up. EA, do... it's gonna be mobile. Star Wars. It's gonna Galaxy be mobile. Heroes Battlefront Three. No, Battlefront Three. The grind fest that is Galaxy of Heroes is actually we painful to play. We don't talk about Galaxy of Heroes on this podcast, historian. Not unless you're willing to spend one point two grand to unlock one character. So let's yeah. move it along from that. Or grind <laughs> just for the specters, which. I have worth the specters. Worth it. We are. Dude, they are worth it. <laughs> they really are good. Those are some solid characters to get early on. Uh, but I'm going to move us on to the next question of final question. Who are you? Yeah, the final question. And I forget who asked this, so give me a second. Cobra Bat. Uh, yes, thank you, thank you, clone. The, uh, next time, I would advise probably writing the names next to the people who asked the questions. But uh, I was limited by my time and presence. I'm sorry, I failed. He asked, who are your favorite Star Wars characters? Why? And what's your favorite scene with them? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm gonna let Historian go first. <laughs> Need time to think about it, George. No. I've had, 
Oh, and George. Just gonna... I think we should let George go last or first because I think everyone can kind of predict which yeah, character fine. this might be. We'll go first. Okay, I'll go first. Who's your favorite Star Wars character? Anakin, right? I don't know. It's definitely not Anakin. Not at all. I don't, I don't know. It sounds I think it could be Plo Koon. Yeah, Plo Koon. No, Plo Koon? Plo Koon is very cool and played by the same voice actor, but no. I think I like Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, really? like I Obi Wan's a big uh, fat liar. <laughs> I, I don't know why I like up. the fact that he's just the solid guy, the one that always do what's right, even when the darkest moments appear. He's always the one that knows the answer and what to do. Or well, if he doesn't, he knows to go to someone that does know, like Master Yoda. And what's my favorite scene with him? Well, you can kill me. But you'll never destroy me. It takes strength to resist the dark side. Only the weak embrace it. That, that'd be my favorite scene yeah. there. Uh, breaks <laughs> uh, <clears throat> that's the saddest moment, but I mean, it's a pretty solid moment. Other than, uh, probably, you've allowed this dark lord to twist your mind until now. And now you've got the very thing you swore to destroy. Everyone loves a bit of Anakin to everyone. Historian. Favorite Star Wars, char- uh, Star Wars character. Ugh. Well, I'll be honest. This is a bit. It's not. It's, it's not. It's like, I like. This is my favorite character for for a complete different reason. Not really pretty thought out, but one I always like to say because it's not serious. <laughs> and that character is is not serious. Quite is not a serious answer, but close to the answer, I suppose. Is Sir Bulba. <laughs> Sir Bulba. He is the meanest mf in the galaxy. He, he, he is, he's so passionate about winning the boon to Eve Podrace that he's willing to kill his nine-year-old child. <laughs> That's pretty dark when you think about it. What's your it's favorite scene dark. with him? <laughs> well, the entire Podrace. You know, <laughs> no, 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 no. I was going to say no, no. probably the part where he crashes. It's, it's probably his first introduction where he's just sitting there and uh, he attacks um no 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 actually be the bee's getting the foot rub foot rubs from the toy legs. I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> because like that'll be I don't know. He's 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 a great guy. He's not a great guy, but he's just uh there doing whatever. Doing what he he does best and loving it. He's mean. And he's not sorry about it at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Cologne, what's your favorite? Uh, well, quickly before I say mine, I want to get a quick intuition. What do you, you two think my favorite character is? Kanan Jacks. Uh, 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 I think it's going to be Sabine. Right. Sabine and Kanan. Uh, you're both wrong. It's no one from Rebels. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So that's where you've gone off track. Um, my favourite character in Star Wars is Drumroll, please. Or not. And Do you really want a real drumroll? Okay, great. No. Here, wait. Sounds like it's raining. I've already said it and you're still doing the drumroll. Come on, drumroll. Come on, say it again. Captain Rex. Alright, why is Captain Rex? He is, in my opinion, the definitive clone. He is the clone you spend the most time with, he is the most character, he has the emotional story and range that is an amazing built-up compound footing over the Clone Wars and then into Rebels a bit with the PTSD scenes. I I just love it to bits that they can get, especially most of the clones as well, that they can give them so much emotion and personality and you just Rex is one of those characters where you're introduced to him in the Clone Wars with Ahsoka, and it just feels like you follow his story as he grows through the Clone Wars, and I love his character for that. You don't necessarily, unlike Obi-Wan and Anakin and Ahsoka, where you kind of get to grips quickly what they're like, I feel like they advance their characters, but you know where they're headed in a way, and with Rex and Ahsoka, you don't know where they're headed, and I like that, but you don't know how they end up. Until Rebels came along and ruined that surprise, obviously. But with Rex in the Clone Wars, I, he's—I just think he's an amazing character. I, I really love his story arcs and his episodes from the—I believe it's called the Enemy Within, which is the uh, Slick is the Traitor spoilers—and then like the Umbara arc and 
everything out of the one where he gets shot by the commando droids and finds the defective uh, defective clone on Salukamai. All these episodes, and I think you just Erex is one of the few clones that you just get to grow with the most among the five hundred first, like fives. He's probably second only to him of Domino Squad, and so yeah, Captain Rex is by far my favorite. My favorite scene with Rex is probably from the Umbara arc. It's not an action scene, but it's the scene where Rex leads all the clones against Krell, and you get like that Order sixty six vibe shot of them all marching, and then Rex just puts on his helmet with the backlighting. I think that's a really oh, awesome Oh, yeah, shot. I know that. I know that image. It's actually yeah. a very solid, good-looking image. They used it in the trailer. That's a good... That's a really good answer. I like that one. Mm-hmm. That's, that's Although we should have guessed it, considering his profile picture on Discord is, is Captain literally Rex. Captain Rex Lego. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We probably should have guessed that one, but I don't know Can why you... we went off on a Rebels tangent. Could My it be because Chloe. I know the stuff that you do... And your love of Rebels, and Rebels is your favorite series. I wonder why we thought someone from Rebels would have been your favorite. He's in uh, Rebels. No idea. I, I like, I like veteran Rex. Yeah, no, I like I, Rex I, too. But I mean, like, I you didn't, we wouldn't have thought it because we think of him mainly as a Clone Wars character, though. Yeah, yeah. We mainly thought like the Rebels crew, the Specters. Mm. But I, I'm going to move us on to the next topic, which we've moved past all the Q and A. Right, we've done oh, all of it now. Clone, what's this drama you've been telling me about? You see, you didn't want me to talk about this at first until I explained it to you. I don't want to get into too much of an opinion on this because I, it's gonna, it, mm, it's gonna cause a lot of issues. So I will, I will sum it up, and then I will give the two opinions I'm seeing on the internet. And so I won't necessarily which one is mine. You might get the incentive of which one is mine, but hopefully you won't because I don't really want to get involved with this. However, so what happened was there was Star Wars Free did a he's a YouTuber, 2.7 million subs. You can find him on YouTube, he does loads of content there for Star Wars, fan films, fan theories, all that stuff. Um he did a reaction video, a watch party for Mandalorian, and in the finale he cried when Luke reappeared. And so a very emotional season for him. I know George you too said you got emotional in that scene. So I cried like I, I have no yeah, I have no problem. With people getting emotion, emotional over the scene, it's fine. It's joy is joy, and I'm very glad that people were happy over that. Some, of course, he cried, and we know from the dude who cried at the episode nine trailer uh, last year. The internet is cruel; it's a cruel place. So, mm-hmm. of course, people were mocking theory anyway. It's been happening for a while now that they've, you know, the memes come up all of the time, different bits here and there, and some people are just having a bit of a laughing memes. And other people take it a bit more seriously, and there are a bit more harmful comments that I wouldn't endorse. Uh, those people, it's like, you shouldn't be joking about that. He got emotional, that's good on him. And then what happened today is someone put a comment up of the photo of Fury crying and stated that it was, they stated that Fury's reaction was artificial, that it was made up, and that Fury faked crying on. Uh, that video to draw in views and attention and to make it seem like he cared. And so that was the original comment. Like, I said something Pop- to that real quick. Yeah. If anyone's watched that video, right, the watch party one, which I did, Theory got, not sad, but nasty sad. Like, you know, like, your face is entire, yeah. just nothing but wet. There, your nose is running. There's no way he is that good at faking something like that. That is legitimate emotion. This yeah, dude got nasty sad. He can't pre-record that either, because how can he pre-record that with the knowledge that Luke will show up? No, that reaction was genuine. Pablo Hidalgo, who's, if you don't know him, he's one of the creative executives at Lucasfilm, and he basically, Pablo Hidalgo is the person that basically decides what is canon and what isn't. And he is known to be a bit pokey with the fan base, or more precisely, he's known to be pokey with the toxic side of the fan base, as people call them. So if someone is toxic towards something. It's like the fanboy tears Muggy had a while back. And it's not the best thing in the world for him to be doing. He's a, he has a right to an opinion, but to directly involve himself with drama is a bit of a... You shouldn't be doing that in your position. But he made a comment on the post of Fury Crying saying emotions aren't for sharing. And this sparked a God knows amount of trouble on the internet between the Star Wars fandom itself. 
Stalin's theory, of course, heard he heard about the the tweet. He didn't see it at first because Pablo Hidalgo is a privated account from when he received backlash for the fanboy tears mug. So it, it blew up insanely very quickly, and of course, people were tweeting at theory, tweeting at other people. And of course, Fury eventually saw it, and he did make a video on it discussing it. And he went, he went on. And now this is where it's going to get a bit opinionated. I feel, but this is my opinion. You don't have to agree with me. I'm just stating what I see. Pablo Hidalgo works as a creative executive. I believe his comment made was sarcastic, but I do believe also it doesn't work, and it turns out to be dry humor because sarcasm over text. Some messages just doesn't work on the internet. So I believe I do it was, that. It was dry humor that failed and fell flat on itself. And for that reason, I don't think he was mocking theory. I think he was mocking the dude who was mocking theory for crying. But it t- the way it came out because it well, it was failed sarcasm. So the way it came out caused the reaction it did from everyone. That being said, Pablo Hidalgo then. And loads of comments, of course, thrown at him, and then he made the tweet his banner for a while. This was directly mocking the fandom that was coming after him and shouldn't have been done. It just provokes more of a reaction out of them at that point. If anything, he should have just kept quiet or apologised, though I don't think he would have apologised. Like I said, in my opinion, he didn't do much wrong. If anything, he should have clarified. That's my opinion. Star Wars Theory, on the other hand, and this is where things get very dicey. So... He made a video. Wait, 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 I'm gonna say this real quick. Didn't Pablo clarify on like he made like a different account? Maybe clarified. Possibly, and if he did, then yeah, loads of people have got to retract comments because it it does get very dicey. So Fury made the video, of course, and in the video he stops it about. It's a five minute video, and I did watch it. And about two minutes in, he stops it and cuts it and says and changes topic because he's now seen the thing. And what I'm a bit disappointed with is that. This means Fury started recording his video before he knew what Pablo Hidalgo said. Which, I don't know. That's not the best to be recording a response to something when you don't know what the person said originally. How can you have a response to something you don't know? You just know that and there was an executive at Lucasfilm has said something, but you don't know what that something is. Um... Yeah, on top of that, so he makes the video and he goes out of his way to say, yeah, Pablo Hidalgo's done before. So on, so on. And to a degree, what he says is fine. He feels hurt by it. He feels like the Pablo Hidalgo was attacking him or bullying him, which I think is a bit excessive. Like I said, my opinion is Pablo Hidalgo failed sarcasm, mocked the dude that was mocking him. But in the context of people who believe Pablo Hidalgo was mocking Fury, Fair enough, but then I still think Fury took the comment a bit over-exaggerated and started backfiring a bit. And then came everyone else, because of course, you know, the Star Wars fandom, they love to get involved with everything and everything that happens, because they feel they're entitled to everything and everyone, and everyone's allowed an opinion, but sometimes it's better not to say stuff. And Twitter blew up, and the amount of arguments I have seen between Fury and people who are on Fury's side and people who are not on Fury's side and other YouTubers is immense. Like, th- this is like last Jedi content for the, about three hours that this was going on. It felt like the last Jedi had just released again. You had Fury on one side saying that Pablo had, and this is the problem. I think Fury got triggered more and more by the responses that people were giving him. And so then that fueled him more. And I think he just got a bit too angry. And some of the comments he made, I don't agree with at all. The main one being him and Eckhart's ladder had a full on. Uh, bash out argument on Twitter and it's like Fury told Eckhart to stay away from things that weren't his business yet Fury made a video on it that was public so you can't, Fury can't tell other people to keep their nose out of his business if he's then made a public video about that business that doesn't make sense to me if you don't want people to talk about it don't make a video on it don't give it that attention so Fury's given it the attention now people are talking about it and there's the, the two opinions, and I'm not saying either one of these are mine, but the two opinions on the internet are, some people are saying Fury yet again has inscribed his cult fandom, in quotation marks, um, to rise up and attack Pablo Hidalgo. The other portion is saying, no, no, we're defending Fury because Pablo Hidalgo can't get away with this. And the reason I say that neither of these are my opinions is because I agree with both of them. So it sounds Non-directly. Like- 
Mm. So it, it sounds like everyone's uppity, not a, so the original, the original, I'm just going to use the word incident because I can't think of a better word, but that's probably not what I mean. The original incident, probably, you know, eh, eh, shouldn't it was maybe have happened, out of but it's also, it. it's just like a tweet and yeah. they both get thousands, not a day, but you know, they get a lot anyway. It's just that Pablo publishes books here and there for Star Wars, about Star Wars. Yeah. Um, but it looks like everyone's getting uppity, not because of the inciting incident, but because of everything else with a megaphone, the snowball effect. And it's mm-hmm. just turned into this really big thing, like everything else does on the, in the internet, on Twitter, on YouTube, and anything. And it's just, I, I feel like a lot of people... And it's, it's like I try and practice myself, and we should all practice, including both of you. I'm not saying that you have done this previously yourselves. I'm just saying in the future or whenever, or just in life in general. It should just take a couple of steps back, look at the situation, and think. Do I you know, need just, to get involved? Is this do I need to get time? involved? Shall I give Is, it the attention? Because the, the attention feeds off of it, and that's what's happened here. And I'll read you some of the comments I've picked out. And in no way am I attacking these people. I just want to read their comments because I, I, I don't agree with what they say rather than the message behind it. It's okay to come out and defend theory, but you have to defend theory in the right way. And these are some of the comments that just mm. don't show maturity, in my opinion. So someone tweets at Pablo Hidalgo, you helped to ruin Star Wars and you are an SJW <laughs> turd. Uh, how dare you make fun of Star Wars theory for doing what we all did, getting emotional at the return of Luke Skywalker. Are you still butthurt that we rejected your Jake Skywalker from The Last Jedi? And then there's other ones here saying, Pablo Hidalgo, hey coward, more time coming up with Star Wars content that is actually watchable, and less time being a bitter C-word that Filoni and Favreau are out here cleaning up your mess. And these go on for a while. You can search Pablo Hidalgo on Twitter, there's loads. And You know, um, Pablo didn't write, regardless, rega- Pablo no, did regardless not of anything. Write- the last no, 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 no. He didn't write. He's just the guy who gets told a bunch of stuff, has a bunch of like source material, and is told to make a book out make of it, make things a good in the background. Reason as to why this thing happened in this visual. But regardless, novel. regardless of any of this, all this amount to is just one tweet, which was may or may not have been read wrong or whatever. I, f- I think it was miscommunication. Because Pablo hasn't come out and clarified it, it's kind of spiralled out on itself. And I think now there are villains on both sides of the argument that are just... I have my own opinions about the situation, and I think Fury's overreacting quite a lot with outwriting... Oh, going after I mean, like, just people say like this. Ladder. Look at who's defending him, and then see where you want to side. That's all I gotta say on that. Yeah, but some people defending him are I do like like Den of Nerds. I respect dude. He's defending him, and then other people I respect are not defending him, like um, Rexing around and yeah. And I, uh, what I'm trying to get is like look at the defenses, look at who's defending him, right? Look at their arguments, and see for yourself whether you want to. No, no, no. You see, you're calling out names, but uh, the thing about that is like you see who's doing what, and then you decide from there, right? Take every little bit of like information you can find. This is what you should do with the news, really. N- yeah. Use the news as, many as like a as jumping point, and then pull all that together and form your own logical conclusion of the situation. Which is what I did because I got t- I woke up to the Pablo Hidalgo thing, but I waited until I had seen other people's reactions and Fury released his video to put together this short little brief. So I kind of tried to understand the situation and went from there. Because Pablo Hidalgo's Twitter is on private. And this is another thing. In Fury's video, he claims that there are likes on the comment, and he believes Pablo Hidalgo is liked one of the comments mocking him. And it's like, there's no proof or evidence behind that. You, you, you've literally just stated you can't see if Pablo Hidalgo has liked the tweet, so why would you then insinuate that he has? It's like, it's no like that idea about like people speaking different languages, right? So there, I, I remember looking at this one time. I'm, I, I forget what source it is. So if someone was to speak like a different language next to you or walking beside you, your brain just so happens will jump to the conclusion, oh, they're talking about me. Why are they talking about me? No, they don't care. Pablo has yeah. more things to care about than 
Star Wars theories reaction on the internet. Lucasfilm would have preferred for him to probably clarify. Not say anything. Yeah, yeah, clarify and hide. But I'm just saying, he doesn't really care. Probably. He really just probably doesn't it, care. I'd say Pablo Hidalgo's only mistake here majorly is not clarifying and cleaning up the situation. But I can also understand why he's not, because people are attacking Pablo Hidalgo in DMs now, trying to get him fired and starting petitions. Ta- up attacking like that, and that's people nice. in general is wrong. Yeah. And they hate it. The they hate hand. it when it happened to Gina Carano, who plays Cara Dune. I hated yeah. it when it happened to James Gunn, who directed Guardians of the Galaxy. Like why attack someone for what what they're doing, right? Yeah, it's just if it bothers you, then just leave it. If alone. it's legitimately illegal, the law will handle it. Yeah, but and, public and opinion it's been, of its own is kind of like a court. That's and what I think. We're just, just so been... quick to judge, trial, and determine punishment on someone so quickly. Yeah, that's most of the time not our business. It's like there is so many missing bits of context here that could be gathered from what Pablo Hidalgo is actually talking about because he hasn't clarified. And then you've got Fury in one corner, not attacking anyone, but he's getting very defensive and argumentative with people on Twitter. Which the is only why people I think it's that should actually be caring right now is Pablo and Theory. Yeah. That's it. And they should have, um, they should have handled the matter privately. Yeah, he should have followed Pablo- him. They should have went to DMs. He should have emailed him asking, okay, Pablo, what do you mean by this? Pablo could have probably clarified, like, oh, it was sarcasm. Don't worry about it. Right? But I mean, like... Nothing justifies openly. I'm just saying, the way Theory's handling this as well is also not good. They're both not handling it the best. And Theory wonders why he's not invited to celebration like others. Yeah, because he made that comment a while back saying, well, I was explained, invited. It's like, well, you've... Effectively, he's just... His fan base is now attacking Pablo. Portions of his fan base are attacking Pablo Hidalgo in some manner because of what he's experienced and said. That's his opinion, his view on the situation. I- imagine spending... Either is Pablo Im- imagine spending an entire day or an entire weekend over one tweet. I saw that, I saw that all of this happening earlier today and I was just like, oh, okay, I'll just continue on with my day. And I had a lovely day. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even People know just need to get off Twitter. I was playing video games. And just games. continue on. Also, by the way, um, don't ever play Cyberpunk on PS4. It is a buggy mess that crashes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah change. Right. I, d- I just want to give a final note. Um, this yeah, stuff like this is it's your typical lowbrow TMZ closer art magazine. Stuff. This is your clickbait uh, yeah. drama. This is this is not going to be relevant in a couple of days. Unnecessary attention to something, blowing it way out of proportion. Everyone's <laughs> reacting way more than they should, and it will. Honestly, die everyone, out, but... focus on the sheer fact that Mark Hamill went to Tashi Station to get a power converter. He's finally done it. He He's done it, boys. He needs to be given a Golden Globe for that. We finally have the power converter from Tashi Station. It's been forty odd years. He's finally got there. But ending <laughs> off the theory, Pablo Hidalgo civil war. I think at this point the damage is done, and they've both done things which are in the wrong by not clarifying or over exaggerating the situation at hand and making things public. And so I'm not going to say one of them is worse than the other, but both of them could have handled this much better and much maturely by either not saying anything or saying things in a different format. But hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, twenty. This is what ends off twenty twenty. More Star Wars <laughs> fandom discourse. That's that's because people were mocking the fandom online. They were going, "Oh, look at all the Star Wars fans arguing again and stuff." It's like, yeah, I, I, I'm a Star Wars fan, and I've got to be sitting here with everyone arguing. It's like, uh, it's just not nice to see. It's really not nice but, to see at the end. It was still going on about one little comment that people could just ha- ignore. All right, let, when you let's, have, let's end it there. When you, you have, have to pit, oh, you know, you when you it. have to pit, when you have to pit in your Tinder account, I'm a Star Wars fan, but not a dick about it. Welcome <laughs> 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 to new norm, won't it? <laughs> All right, move on to the last topic long. because we only have like someone said I get a short episode. I got lied to. This is about nearly the same almost, but I'm gonna I go. It's brief summary of what you thought of Star Wars in 2020. And I'm going to start with Clone Last, so I'm going to go first. Start with Clone Last, that doesn't mean much. Yes, we're going to have Clone Last, we're going to start with me. Okay? 
Fantastic. All right, historian, your turn. Wow, really? <laughs> oh, oh, right. Fantastic was just what 2020 yeah, was for you. Yeah. Star Wars in 2020. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars in 2020, not 2020 itself. That's a different topic. You know what? We had a quite, we had quite a few stuff. And even though we had less comics and books because of the big C, we've had Resistance Ending, which um, I still need to watch. But you know, I was quite surprised that came out. That sorry, that finished this year. I thought that was last year. Uh, we've had the Clone Wars, which was fantastic. That was in March, and that was really enjoyable. And we had Mandalorian. We just had a lot of really big stuff, which were a lot of fun and um yeah i I feel it's this year has been very good for star wars especially for disney plus and it's certainly going to get better in other years to come so it's it's um despite all the covid stuff and despite not having the books and the comics 2020 is a good first insight of what is to come in the next couple of years with TV series and movies and such. And it's exciting. All right, clone. My turn, right. Uh, I'd agree <laughs> to most of that. I'm going to sum it up briefly because otherwise George will hit me. Uh, I think 2020 has been one of the slower years and we knew that coming off of Rise of Skywalker, they said they'd take a break and we did have that big content drought for about the middle of 2020 and we... We started off strong with the end of Resistance and Clone Wars, had the content drought, we've now had Mando, that's over now, and I think we're going to have to lit a t- another tiny content drought until Bad Batch comes around, but I think the end of 2021 is when things will pick up again. But in terms of 2020, I think Star Wars has been good, we've had its ups and downs, mostly with the fandom. The content has been solid enough though to be enjoyable all the way through, and I think Lucasfilm have tried their best in the middle of the big C to make it worth it. And yeah. yeah, so I do believe that rounds off this episode of Spectre. Wait, podcast. he actually did a good summary. Yo, Clone did it. Yeah, didn't cost you, me you're... fifty minutes, did it, George? I'm sorry, you're happy. You're the only one in this podcast who wants them to be small. <laughs> I love. I, love... I want it to be small because it's about. I need a break, like for one of them. I ask, and you know why <laughs> I asked. All right. Anyway. Ending off this podcast, thank you to all our lovely audio listeners for listening as always. Love all of you. Please join the Discord and leave comments in Q&A. You can find us on Twitter at The Spectres Podcast. Shouldn't be that difficult to find. It's the only Twitter at with that name, basically. Yeah, we got, we got it. It, it will have what looks to be the Rebel Star Wars Rebels logo, but it will say The Spectres Podcast. You can find us there. We also update when the podcast comes out on Spotify on there which is normally every Friday at 7 a.m. EST, I believe. Thursday. But yeah, thank you all for watching, and from all three of us, have an excellent new year, because next time we see you, it will have passed.